0: what's going on folks this is steve perry and if you didn't know where you were you have just tuned in to case catholic radio we are kicking off a new week and that means seven more days of grace and one more day of of reasonable people's least favorite segment of our podcast you know what i'm talking about i'm talking About Dad Joke Monday. Here's a joke for this week How does NASA organize a party? They plan it. You guys remember when I told you last week that you should enjoy last week's joke because it was actually decent? After ones like this, now you know why. Anyway, now we're going to turn to some things that matter. Today, what we're going to do is we're just going to reflect on today's gospel reading. So before we get to it, I invite you guys to take a moment, wherever you are, and just center yourself. Recognizing that the Spirit of God is present with you and is present to you. Today's reading comes from the Gospel according to Luke. No one, after lighting a lamp, covers it with a vessel, or puts it under a bed, but puts it on a stand, so that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is hidden that shall not be made manifest, nor anything secret that shall not be known and come to light. Take heed, then, how you hear. For to him who has, more will be given. And from him who has not, even what he thinks he has will be taken away. We had a little bit of motorcycle action in the background there. Anyway, so today's reading is very short. Just three verses, as a matter of fact. But despite its brevity, it's a really rich passage. To approach it the way I'd like to, it actually would help if we put this passage in the context of what Jesus was saying right before this, uh, this brief passage in the gospel. Earlier in the same chapter, Jesus delivers his famous parable of the sower, where he compares to the kingdom of God to a sower who throws good seed about, just kind of throws it everywhere. Some of it falls on the path that the sower walks on. Some falls on rocky ground. Some falls among, soren- among thorns, rather and some falls in rich soil. Only the seed which falls in rich soil produces fruit, but that seed yields fruit one hundredfold. It's after he explains this parable that to his disciples that he uses the analogy he does in our reading today, saying that no one lights a lamp to cover it up, but to let its light be seen by all who enter. It stands to reason that the reason these two passages come down to us in such close proximity is because, to Jesus, they are deeply connected. And I think the connection is this. God did not put us on this earth to be anonymous. There is not one of us who has no gift, no light, to bring to the world. But many of us fail to become this gift because we are poor poor soil. Because we don't receive from him the gifts that he wants to give the world through us. So Christ here is telling you that he desires for you to be light, and the way to become true light is to receive the light he has given to you. To put all of this into one sentence, the richer the soil you are, the more you become the light that should not be hidden. You see, God, as Jesus kind of alludes to in this parable, is never going to stop pouring out his grace. He's never going to stop dispersing the seed. The question and the challenge is, how are you tilling your soil? What are you doing to make yourself rich ground so that the word planted in you might bear fruit 100 fold? One of the ways to authentically engage with this question could be to ask, what kind of flawed soil that Jesus describes identifies the places that I most need to grow. And then, how can I work with him to make that flawed soil within me rich? So that's what I want to do with you guys. We're going to, what we're going to do is we're going to walk through the way that Jesus describes the meaning of the parable, the meaning of each soil in the parable, and find out where you might fit in there, and then talk about how you might work with him through it. So first of all, Jesus talks about the seed that falls on the path, and he says that this seed gets stomped underfoot or eaten by birds. In this, it seems like he's talking about those of us who struggle with doubt. The word struggles to take any sort of life in us because we don't genuinely believe it. If this is your struggle, what can you do to work through your uncertainty? And how can you remain faithful even in your uncertainty? For the many listeners of ours who are case students, this might mean taking some of your own time to read something written by maybe an engineer or by a scientist who's also a person of faith, someone who approaches the sciences without the same presuppositions that many of your classmates and professors have. You'll be surprised how refreshing it can be to hear or read someone who approaches your field of study in a way that university culture can stifle. It might also mean talking to someone who's had the same struggle with navigating how to be both a person of faith and a person of reason, and a person who found their way through that. One thing that it certainly will mean is continuing to pray, worship, and give of yourself in service to those in need as you try to navigate these sometimes challenging waters. Jesus also talks about the seed that falls on rocky ground that sprouts up quickly, but dies because it has no root. He later explains that by this, he's talking about those of us who hear the word of God with joy, but before long fall away because our joy joy has no roots in anything. If this is your struggle, the question becomes, how can I break out of apathy and maintain joy, and how can I give my faith roots? The way to start this might be to take away the opportunities for the joy of the gospel to fade away by always steeping our lives in the gospel. The best way to do this could be by giving time to your faith every day. I would actually say that it is by giving time to your faith every day. You might do this by solely reading one chapter of scripture every day, starting with the gospels or starting with the psalms. Or by just setting aside 10 minutes for spontaneous prayer at the same time every day. For others, the way to start to work through this apathy and kind of give your faith roots might be having a face-to-face encounter with Jesus in the poor. These relationships can really lay claim to our hearts and root our beliefs in a human-to-human experience that makes it much harder for us to slip back into apathy. Finally, Jesus talks to us about the seed that falls among thorns, and if you're like me, this is where you fall. By these, he's talking about those for whom the word settles, but is choked out by cares and riches and the pleasures of life. The question for us is, how can I put these things, my riches, my cares, and the pleasures of my life, in their right place? This might mean making every week a miniature Lent, saying, this week I won't watch any Netflix, next week I'll start watching Netflix again, but I'll stay off social media, and so on. One thing that I have found abundantly true in my life is that making small sacrifices of things I like, giving up good things to God, even just temporarily, simply because he's the better thing, really brings me a lot of peace whenever I do it. And it makes me richer soil for others. This might mean doing something out of the ordinary, like spending a weekend at a monastery or a convent, to just have short time away from the typical pleasures, cares, and struggles of life, and just to enjoy the company of God and spiritual community. The truth is, all of us who are a part of this podcast community are probably a combination of each of these soils and then also rich soil. But I'm sure that all of you identified your greatest struggle with living faith along the lines of one of these categories that Jesus makes makes us aware of in the gospel. Through prayer and through cooperating with the grace of God, we can identify what our biggest obstacle truly is, come up with a plan to work through it, And ultimately, become that light that should not be hidden from the world. Ultimately, become a saint. I will pray for you, and I ask that you all will pray for me as well, and for each other as well, so that we can all follow this path toward being the light that the world needs. Well, that's all that we've got for you guys today. Just as a little bit of a plug, we've got an awesome topic for Newman Night this coming Thursday, where we're gonna be talking about the Eucharist and Eucharistic miracles. I'll be leaving the conversation this Thursday, which I'm really excited for, but that also means that I'm gonna to need to focus on preparing that. So we may only have one or more, one or two more new episodes this week. Catch us on Thursday at Holy Rosary if you wanna learn a little bit more about the Eucharist. Also, be on the lookout for our new logo, which should be popping up during the first week or the second week of October. Our campus ministry intern, Becca, is a wonderful artist, and she apparently moonlights as a graphic designer as well. And I'm really excited to show you guys what she put together. Anyway, with all that said, we'll catch y'all next time. And remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Peace!